0: Sing for joy, sing. Our voices today and declare who he is. Come on. Christ is my firm foundation. Come on. The rock on which I stand when everything around me is shaken. I've never been more glad that i Let me down He's faithful through charity. So I won't Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, why don't we sing this together, church? Come on. Sing it. Rain came when blue, but my house was built on you. Come on. I'm safe with you. I'm going to make it. Come on, every voice. Rain came. Rain. he won't fail Lord we thank you for your unfailing love your unwavering protection and provision over us Jesus thank you Lord for never failing us thank you Jesus to shake, and the veil was torn. The sacrifice was made as the heavens rolled. Come on, sing this with me. Oh, hail King Jesus.
1: Father, we come before you, Lord, with, with hearts full of thanksgiving and praise, Lord, we come to you, Lord, here to say, oh, hail King Jesus. God, you are the God who delivers. You are the God who saves. You are the God who, on the third day, you rose again in victory, God. You are the one who has given us victory, Lord, and we celebrate that this morning. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person, uh, both in here and online, God, I pray for All of us who are coming in after a long week, Lord, I pray that we find your peace today. I pray that we find rest in you today, Lord, because the victory is ours in Jesus' name, through the work that you have done, Jesus Christ. And we've come here to seek you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you for who you are and what you're doing. And it's in your beautiful name we pray. Amen and amen. Church, let's get a round of applause for our fantastic worship team. Come on church as many of you know we are currently in the season of advent so will you help me welcome our sister Debutate this morning as she gives us our advent reading this morning
2: good morning church you may be seated a place to lay your head warmth and shelter from the elements rest and welcome a spot at the table food to eat conversation These are essential to good hospitality. We focus this Advent season on entertaining angels, showing hospitality to one another and strangers in our midst. Surely Joseph and Mary, making their way from Nazareth to Bethlehem, longed for a place to stay. Their arrival at the busy, crowded inn resulted in closed doors, and no room except the cattle stall. Using what they had, these new parents created a bed in a manger with straw and swaddling clothes, transforming a trough into a treasure chest. What wondrous love is this? Little is much when God is in it. On the second Sunday of Advent, We light the candle of love. Who in our midst shall we make room for? Who needs to open a card of greeting or find a seat at a table? What place will be prepared in our homes and in our hearts to show and share love? The writer to the Hebrews exhorted, keep on loving each other. Stay on good terms with each other, held together by love. Be ready with a meal or a bed when it is needed. Beloved, let us love one another because God, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love is revealed among us in in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, We also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. We give glory to God for love.
1: Thank you, church. And in that same spirit of love, let's take a moment and let's greet one another before we get started with our announcement this morning. All right, all right. We'll let all the extroverts get back to their seats real quick. <laughs> well, good morning, church. How are we doing today? Yeah. Doing great? Yeah. Oh, we all too blessed to be stressed. That's how awesome, man. My, um, you know. So before we get started with anything else, church, we got a couple of announcements for you all real quick. we got tons of stuff going on. My name is David Sanchez. I'm the youth minister here at New Beginnings Church. And
3: I'm AJ Kelly. I'm one of the worship leaders here.
1: Yeah, and there's so many things that, that we get to be a part of here at New Beginnings Church, and I'm so excited about just this whole season. You know, last month we did Thanksgiving uh, food boxes. We gave out, I think it was over 100 uh, meals, man, to mm-hmm. different families all around the city of Albuquerque, and we're doing it again for Christmas dinners. And so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Give yourselves a round of applause for that. Um, and so, Christmas, uh, for Christmas meal boxes, if you are uh, maybe in need of a meal box for Christmas, or if you would like to sponsor a family so that way they can have a meal box for Christmas, uh, I, I want to encourage you to go to our website, nbcabq.com. You can register there for either one. So whether you're wanting to receive a box or sponsor a box, you could do both of those through the website. And uh, what's the deadline for,
3: for all of that, AJ? So registration is open now. The deadline for it is going to be December 14th. Um, so that, that's the deadline to get that registration in. Um, and then as well as um, the 17th, which is that uh, next Saturday. Right. Yeah. My days are all mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturday the 17th, um, we're going to be distributing those, uh, those dinner boxes to the families uh, who, who register uh, for those. And then as well as right before that takes place, uh, men's breakfast potluck is going on, too, that same morning at 745. They start at 745, 10 a.m., and again, it's a potluck. So, men, I know you cook some really good breakfast food, biscuits and gravy and all that good stuff, bacon, sausage, chili. Make whatever you love and want to share with your other brothers in Christ and bring in that morning uh, and have a good meal and just share life with each other right before we give those uh, dinner boxes to the families.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, last time when we did the Thanksgiving boxes, there was so much food to be, uh, you know, we had to organize it into the boxes and we were carrying out to the cars. There's so much work to be done. So, yeah. man, I want to encourage you. Invite, invite your sons. Invite your nephews. Invite your little cousins. Invite uh, siblings. Everyone that you can think of to this event. Not just for the help because Lord knows we need that help around here. But also just because... Men's breakfast is where iron sharpens iron. It's where we go uh, to just be guys with each other, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that happens every month. And so I'd highly encourage you to, number one, be there if you've not already uh, been coming to these events. And number two, start bringing some people with you because it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that we do.
3: Definitely, 100%. And then another thing that's happening, so we've been talking about, you've been hearing all about Angel Tree. Under his construction is uh, doing Angel Tree um, on... Friday, December 9th, which is this coming Friday, Under His Construction is sponsoring a Angel Tree Winter Wonderland event um, from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. And this event's going to be – there's going to be a lot of activities and stuff for the kids, for the adults, and for families all around. There's going to be so much uh, stuff to do. But it's also because it's, you know, the name Angel Tree is in it. uh, At the same time, they're going to be distributing – Those gifts that you guys sponsored for those kids, they're going to give those gifts to them that day as well. So you guys are going to get the chance to see the joy that that child uh, puts on their face when they receive that gift from you guys.
1: Man, that's going to be so exciting. Definitely. And, you know, church, another thing that's happening that weekend, a New Beginnings Kids is hosting our Parents' Night Out once again on December 10th uh, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's a fantastic opportunity for those of us who have young kids who uh, maybe just need a little break, need to go on a date night, need to go do some Christmas shopping, whatever it is got to do. You can register your kids online on our website, nbcabq.com forward slash events. And then uh, Jessica and the gang will take care of them the whole time, and they do a killer job, guys. Like they have the kids always have so much fun. Uh, They eat, they get to really just play and be kids, and they always come out with some knowledge of scripture. Like these kids always learn every time they come come out of that room. And it's a beautiful event. So parents, I encourage you to register for that again. That's December 10th. Uh, That's this coming Saturday. Yeah. Yep. This coming Saturday. Uh, and what else uh, do we have that's child-related, kid-related happening so next weekend? So
3: on next next Sunday, following the second service, right after second service, uh, child dedications. We're mm. doing that again. Um, we always do it once a month. Parents, this is your chance to. It's not a baptism. That's different. This is a dedication. Um, parents, this is this is your time to make a promise to yourself and to your child or the child that you take care of. You could be a guardian. Um, and you're going to promise that you're going to raise up your child in the ways of the Lord. You're going to teach them everything that you know and what the Bible says about God. And so that one day when your child is ready to give their life, that they they do it because you taught them.
1: Absolutely. And child dedication is such a beautiful, beautiful event also. If you'd like to register for that, you can also do that through our website. Again, that's nbcabq.com forward slash events or we can call our front office for more information during the week as well. And church, there's so many other things going on especially in the month of December. We're going to have uh, I don't know if you guys remember the, that one night that we had last year where we had a jazz band just kind of uh, hanging out where there was cookies yeah. and cocoa. <laughs> we're doing another one of those and so many other things. Um, for example, we're having our Christmas Eve service this yes. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Our Christmas Day service will be online this year so that way we can all be sure to spend time with our families it's going to be fantastic and so if you want to stay up to date on all these events i'd encourage you to go visit our info booth out in the mall we have little pieces of paper with a full schedule on there for you and uh right there you can also ask questions and get some solid answers for anything else you may need for example uh um, We always get a lot of questions about our tithes and offerings and how that works. And so, AJ, why don't you let us know about that while we're here?
3: Definitely. So everything that's been going on in this really busy season of Christmas for everybody, especially at our church, it wouldn't be possible without your good stewardship and without your uh, tithing and your giving. So we want to say thank you on behalf of everyone at New Beginnings. Um, So there's a few ways you can give today if you choose to do that. Um, You could do text, text to give. You just uh, type in the number. And then the amount that you want to give, um, you can download our app, NBCABQ app, or go online to our website, NBCABQ.com/give. Or if you're old school and you want and you have a, you have something in your hand physically, we have envelopes outside, and then we have drop boxes on uh, on your way out of the sanctuary when you're dismissed today. So again, we thank you. Um, before we end, is there anyone visiting our church for the very first time today? welcome brother thank you thank you for joining absolutely. us today welcome. thank you Heck yeah. thank you and if you're joining online with us for the first time today we want to thank you as well
1: absolutely thank you so much church for being here now will you help me welcome our, our fearless leader pastor Richard Mansfield to the stage this morning
4: <laughs> you guys are always so kind appreciate your prayers update on my hip it's all jacked up. It's still here. <laughs> I was supposed to have a meeting with the surgeon in January, and now they moved it back to March. So I'm like, man, that's going in the wrong direction. Young people, we want to dismiss you to follow our minister for the youth as uh, you guys have an awesome time of 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 your Bible study. Uh, guys, I don't know if... Uh, all of you know who Tomas Mayes is, our head custodian here. He does an amazing job of keeping our building all ship-shape and in place. He's a whole year older tomorrow. So <laughs> that's him right here. So after service, all of you that want to get in line to spank him, Morale! Huacatela, vato! juácatela oh man come on so if you want to buy him a burrito for his birthday you're welcome to do that Uh, guys i you know have you ever had one of those days where you just wish you wouldn't have gotten out of bed (laughs) where it's like if anything could go wrong it did Uh, a while back i got up and my car wouldn't start So I had to jump it, and then it started, but on the way uh, to here to the office, I noticed the light was going on and this and that, so I pulled into AutoZone just in time for my car to die, and they checked it, and they go, man, your battery's no good. They go, actually, your alternator's no good, and it sucked all the juice out of your battery, and now, so I'm like, man, oh man. So I finally got an alternator. I had someone put it in real quick and they got me up and going and uh, had to get a battery. And then later on that day, my serpentine belt broke. So thank God we have mechanics in the church that in, in nothing flat, boom, 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 they got me going. And so then I'm driving home and the car's going like, boom, mm, boom. And I was out of gas. (laughs) I pulled into the gas station just in time. I'm like, oh, oh, why did I get out of bed today? You know, (laughs) and some of you have had way worse days than that. I mean, where just everything could go wrong. Some of you have had probably one of the worst years of your life. It's just been one thing after another. And I talk to hundreds of people all the time people that are really active, people that are busy, people that are stressed, people that are tired, people that are maxed out, people that are ambitious, people that have dreams, people that have goals. But rarely do I end up talking to someone who has total peace. I'm talking a real peace where they're walking in the peace of God. They're living in the peace of God. They have that peace that surpasses all understanding. And today, I want to talk about God's gift to us, God's peace. It's a perfect peace. It's a wonderful peace. Years before Jesus was born, some 700 years before Jesus was even born, the prophet Isaiah prophesied in chapter 9, verse 6, for a child is born to us, a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The shepherds were in the field the night Jesus was born, and the angels appeared to them, and they said in Luke chapter 2, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those who with whom God is pleased. And then when Jesus came, the Prince of Peace, and he he was getting ready to die, and he was getting ready to go to the cross, in John chapter 14, verse 27, he said these words, I am leaving you with a gift. He's giving us his gift, God's gift to us, peace, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Heavenly Father, I pray that today we could really grab a hold of this and really hold on to this and really understand this, that God, you have peace for us, a peace that we can live and experience and enjoy. And I pray today we learn how to grab a hold of it and then how to put it into our life in Christ's name. Amen. You know, the world offers us peace. The world offers us a temporary peace. It's a fake peace. It's a phony peace. It's it's a fragile peace. It's, it's, it's a peace that really doesn't measure up. It doesn't last very long. Before you know it, you are just falling apart. Before you know it, you're hurting. Before you know it, it everything's just kind of crumbling, and God wants us to understand he has peace and he's given us steps to have that peace and he wants us to enjoy peace. Some uh, undoubtedly are pretty tired. You're fatigued, you're exhausted, you're, you're overwhelmed. You've had a tough life and a tough year and it's been just exhausting and, and and you've been stressed out and you're looking for God's peace in your life. And in the Bible, there's 790 verses that deal with peace. We're going to read every single one of them today, so we're going to be here till 2 o'clock, and and that's why we're selling burritos, so you'll have something to eat. Okay, we're not going to look at all of them. But, but if you get those 790 verses, it's really interesting because you could break them down into three categories of how they, they measure out. And one of them is there, he talks about a spiritual peace, he talks about an emotional peace, and he talks about a relational peace. It's, it's an eternal peace with God. It's an internal peace with us and an external peace with others. And that's what I want to look at, the three kinds of peace that Jesus offers. And the very first one is this, that Jesus offers us peace with God. Peace with God, where we don't have to be strained anymore. I don't know if you've ever had a strained, a strained relationship with someone, some kind of conflict in a relationship that you have, whether you're with your spouse or your your, your boyfriend or girlfriend or be, be with your children or your sibling or just somebody where where... It's that elephant in the room that now nobody knows how to deal with, and it's just awkward, and it's like, how are we going to deal with this? And and it robs you of your joy. It robs you of your peace. It robs you of of everything you're going through. You don't even know how to deal with it, and you're angry. You're angry at God, and you're frustrated with him because things didn't quite go like you wanted. You thought things were going to go completely different. You never expected to get news that you were going to get divorced, especially right before Thanksgiving or Christmas. You never thought you were going to lose your child. You never thought you were going to have a miscarriage. You never thought that you wouldn't get pregnant. You never thought your relationship would end. You never thought you'd get sick. You never thought you'd have chronic illness. You never thought. You never thought. And here you are. And you're broken and you're upset with God and you're kind of frustrated with him and say, why did this happen, God? Why did you let this happen? And, and you're just angry and you're just frustrated with him. And, and the awesome thing is God can handle our frustration. He can handle our anger. He lets us vent and eventually he lets us sit at his feet and listen. And he speaks into our life. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, it says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. So God is saying, I have brought you back. I have brought you to me. I have made you so that you would come to know me and love me and serve me and worship me. And now that you have come back, I want you to help others do the same thing. I want them to have the peace with me that you now have. I want you to be complete. And we try to pretend that we're God too many times. Oh, we don't go around saying I'm God, but we end up going around saying we're God because we disobey him and we don't do what he says. And he says, do this. And we go, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna do what I wanna do because you're gonna play God. You're gonna run your life. You're gonna do it the way you want it. And you're gonna run it right to the ground. And then you're wondering when you're in total shambles, how did I get here? Because God doesn't fight you. God doesn't say, he says, if that's what you want to do, you have a perfect will. I don't understand it. But many a times we disobey God. We don't do what he says. He says, this is what I want for you, and we ignore him. It's an act of rebellion. We really don't want to listen to him because we want to be our own God. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 1, it says, therefore, since we have been made right with God in God's sight by faith... He goes, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. What he has done for us. See, a lot of times you see people trying to make a peace offering with God. I'm trying to make peace with God. I'm trying to make peace with God. No, God made it possible for us to make peace with him and he made it possible for him to make peace with us because we couldn't do it. We couldn't seem to get there because we're an arrogant people and we just think we got it all together and we don't need him and we hate to admit that we're wrong. So instead we just go, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't you know people that are fine? Oh, leave me alone already. I'm fine. Yeah, you're a fine mess is what you are. They're just a mess. They, they're, they're, they're falling apart. And, and and in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 10, he says, for since our friendship with God was restored. See, we've been restored. We have a restored relationship because we're not at war with him anymore. We're at peace by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still against God, he died for us. What an act of love. And we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So we don't have to make a peace offering with God. He made that possible for us because he's given us peace with him. Jesus Christ brings that peace with God that you and I can have a peace with God, a peace that truly surpasses all understanding, a peace that guards our heart, mind, and soul in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Bringing you the second thing Jesus offers us. Jesus offers us peace within ourselves, not just peace with him, but peace within ourselves. There are so many people that are constantly putting themselves down oh I'm a piece of garbage I'll never amount to anything because you're you're just saying what was told to you by your parents or grandparents or aunt or uncle or some teacher or somebody that spoke real destructive negativity into your life and now you've embraced that and now you're speaking it into your life and I'm just a waste of space I, I'm, a, I'm just garbage I'm no good I'm and you know what God is saying don't you understand you are the first and not the last you're the head and not the tail you are my creation I've made you in my image and i have made you to lead and be anointed of god yet we think we're no good and when we have peace with god we get not just peace with god but the peace of god and we have a peace that overwhelms us it's an, an emotional inner peace it's peace of mind peace of heart peace that serves all understanding. It's a peace that he gives us, this peace that we can process, this peace that can hold us, this peace that can carry us, this peace that can minister to us. Some of you are so desperate because you don't have that, and right now you're saying, I wish I could have that. Why? how do I get that? And in the book of Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, it says, and let the peace that comes from Christ, that's how you get it, from Christ, ruling your hearts. For as members of one body, we are called to live in peace and always be thankful. This is peace. This is shalom. You've heard shalom. This is, literally means a, a, a well-being. It means happiness. It means harmony. It means a serenity. It means a comforting peace, a guiding peace, a forgiving peace, a, a welcoming peace, a confident peace, a peace that carries you. God gives us peace that we might live it out in our life. And you have that peace. And some of you are tormented and you you don't even know. You're like, I didn't even celebrate Thanksgiving. What's the use? Who cares? What am I thankful for? I don't even have nothing. I'm not even going to decorate for Christmas, get Christmas, Merry Christmas. Ah, shut up. You know what I'm talking about? You're broken. You're hurting. But God is saying, Oh, I want you to be at peace with me, but I want you to be at peace with yourself. But Jesus also offers peace with others. We're able to be at peace with others. Relational peace. A peace that is truly what God wants us to have. That we really get connected to him. Because the further you stay from God, the further you stay away from people. And you get bitter. And life will make you bitter or better. And a lot of you are bitter. You're mad. You don't even know why you came to church today. And here you are and you're going, oh, that's why I came to church. Pastor knew I was coming. He preaches just for me. That was for the sixth row, the seventh seat over right over here. Now watch it really be that person. I knew it. Oh, my gosh. God knew you were going to be here. He knew you needed peace. And he wants you to have peace with others. Sometimes, you know what? We can't have peace with others. Sometimes people don't want to have peace with you. So you know what? You just say, hey, peace, man. Later. Later, gator. I'll see you later. God bless you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Because sometimes you have to cut yourself off from some people because they're destructive in your life. Destructive. There's something about them that the minute you're with them, hey, let's go get high. Yeah, let's do that. Hey, let's go pick up some chicks. I'm a married man. I won't say nothing. Yeah. Check that chick out. You're a married man. Quit looking. Look at that dude. Look at that dude. You're a married woman. Shape up and stop it. It's okay if my husband looks as long as he doesn't touch. Oh, shut up. That's not Bible. That's not biblical. The Bible says even if you look at a woman with lust in your heart, you look at a man with lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. And let me just tell you something. Men, your wife says as long as you don't touch, you start checking women out and she's going to touch you. Well, What are you looking at? Well, you said I could look but not touch. You better quit looking. Well, then quit saying dumb things. See, God brought us to have peace with one another. And he he caused us to to really be able to lean on one another, to draw strength from one another. In the book of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 16, it says, Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross. And he says, our hostility towards each other was put to death. He's talking to the Jews and the Gentiles who hated each other. Look, there's people anymore that just hate each other. What's wrong with everyone anymore? Man, you can't even have a conversation. God forbid you tell anyone you're a Democrat. Oh, I hate you Democrats. (laughs) Oh, you say you're a Republican. I can't believe you stupid Republicans. I voted for Biden. Oh, you voted for Biden. I voted for Trump. Oh, you voted for Trump. Oh, my gosh. Chill out. You can't even carry on a conversation. The world's at each other for everything. Man, everyone gets offended for everything anymore. It's like the Washington Redskins. They're not the Redskins anymore. They're the commanders. Oh, yes, sir. Command away, Redskins. Now, I'm not trying to mock that. If you're Native American, maybe it is offensive to you. I don't know. I don't know. I've never had a team, the Dallas, instead of the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Mexicans. Orale. That's right. We're the star of the show, baby. Yeah, somebody, maybe, 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 I don't know. Maybe it's like years ago, there was a commercial of the Frito Bandito. It was this guy that had the, the like Pancho Villa, the, the guns, and he had, and he's there. Ay, 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 I am the Frito Bandido. I love Frito Cord Chips. I love them. I do. I love Frito Cord Chips. I'll take them from you. They took them off the air because they said, oh, it's making all Mexicans look like bandits. Oh, shut up. I like Frito and green chili with pico de gallo. Calm down. I love Taco Bell. Oh, it was a dog, for goodness sakes. Dogs don't even talk, okay? But uh, I got all offended. Oh, my gosh, what's wrong with people? Everyone's all offended for everything nowadays. You can't even carry on a conversation. You can't uh, disagree about anything. Isn't the weather beautiful? I don't like it. it. I don't like the cold. I don't like the rain. I don't like the snow. Calm down, man. What's wrong with you? I can't believe they're selling burritos in the church. This is ridiculous. What do you see in the Bible that they have burritos? Don't even bring up Christmas trees. Oh yay. You don't even know all the letters I get. I can't believe you have a Christmas tree, especially at the altar. Don't you know what a Christmas tree represents? I go, well... It... The green represents evergreen, everlasting life. The lights represent the light of the world. It's like, get a life already. Chill out. I can't believe you have it. I can't believe you're even doing Christmas songs. Jesus was not there born at Christmas. We're celebrating his birth. We don't have an exact day. Well, it wasn't then. When was it? Well, I don't know, but it wasn't then. But man, They want to fight about everything. About everything, everything, everyone, calm down. He's come to give us peace with each other. Yeah. But man, it's like, God, you can't even carry on a conversation anymore. It's like Twix, the candy bar. Are you going to eat the left one or the right one? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to eat the right one, and whatever's left, I'm going to eat that one too. <laughs> with us we need the peace of god and peace with god and peace within ourselves and peace with one another in the book of galatians chapter 3 verse 28 it says there is no longer jew or gentile slave or free man or uh, male or female for we are all one in christ jesus he's saying in other words don't get all puffed up well i'm a man well i'm a woman calm down I'm a Jew, I'm a Gentile. Calm down. Oh my gosh. I'm a Dallas Cowboy, I'm a Bronco fan. Calm Oh my gosh. (laughs) Chill out. Relax. It's like, what's wrong with us? When we have peace with ourselves, we'll have peace with others. And you can't have peace with yourself until you have peace with God. And it's important that we get there. So how then do we carry out this peace? How, if if we're gonna have peace with God and peace with ourselves and peace with others, look, this is how to enjoy God's peace. First, we've gotta experience a moment of understanding. You have to have that aha moment, that aha moment where you go, aha, that's what it means. See, a lot of people, you tell them, hey man, do you believe in God? Yes, I believe in God. Oh my God, I believe in God. Leave me alone, I believe in God. You believe in Jesus, I believe in Jesus, oh my gosh, I believe. But they don't know, they just say they believe, but they don't believe. The devil believes God exists, the devil believes Jesus exists, but he doesn't believe and follow him. And there's people that don't understand, they don't get it, they don't understand what he did for us. Have you ever met a friend and, and and someone told you about him and they go, yeah, that that that's Pastor Richard. Yeah, he's a real jerk. And all of a sudden, you meet him and you go, God, he's not a jerk. He's kind of a nice guy, man. I mean, I've literally had people tell me, wow, you're a really nice guy. And they go, well, thank you. They, they, they told me you weren't very nice. I go, well, maybe I wasn't nice to them. I don't know. I, I try to be a nice person. No, you're really a nice guy, man. Have, haven't you ever had that experience with somebody? that they told you one thing, and once you met them personally, it was a whole different picture. You see, a lot of us know about God, but we don't know God. We know all about Jesus. We know what he did. He died for the sins of the world. That's him on the cross, but we don't know Jesus. We gotta come to get to know him. That moment of understanding where you finally really understand this is why he died for the sins of the world. He didn't die for the sins of the world. He died for my sins. He died to set me free. He died to give me a new life and an abundant life. In the book of Ephesians chapter one, verse 18, it says, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light. See that you have light so that you can understand the confident hope that he has given to those he calls. He's given us a confident hope. His holy people who his son, and glorious inheritance. We're his, we are his people, his rich and glorious inheritance. But because we've had that aha moment, we had that moment of understanding where we really understood what God is trying to t- communicate to us and say to us and who he really is to us. He's not the savior just of the world. He's my savior. He didn't die for the sins of the world. He died for my sins. See, he died to set me free. He died to set you free. But when you finally come to understand that, it's that moment of, wow, I get it. I really understand now. Look, in the Christmas story, Mary had a moment of understanding. You're chosen among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. You're gonna carry the holy child. She, she's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. I haven't even had sex. I, I'm engaged to Joseph. We've never done nothing wrong. How, how can this be? Because God has chosen you and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you are gonna be carrying the holy seed. Boom, understanding, she finally got it. Joseph finds out she's pregnant, and he's like, man, Mary, I never thought you were that kind of girl. I didn't think you were going to be cheating on me, you little hussy. (laughs) Okay, he never really called her that in the Bible, but he did say, I'm going to have you, I'm going to divorce you. So he's thinking it. He's thinking, "That muchachita, who was she hooking up with, man? And then the angel comes to him and says, Joseph, what she's telling you is the truth. She hasn't hooked up with a man. She hasn't even touched you or had let you touch her. She's pure, but she's carrying a holy child. And Joseph had that moment of, ta-da, aha, I understand now. The shepherds, they were sitting there watching their flock and enjoying the, the, the beauty of the nature. And all of a sudden, the angel appeared to them and say. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And they had that moment, we gotta go see what these angels are saying. Let's go see if it's true. And they find baby Jesus. The magi, the wise men, had been following the star. They go, we saw his star out in the east, and we saw this star. It's the, the Christ star. It's the Messiah star. It's the king of the Jews star. And, and they finally come into town, and they talk to Herod, and Herod brings in the religious leaders, and they go, oh, you must be thinking of Bethlehem then because the Bible says that he's gonna be born in Bethlehem, and they have that moment of understanding. See, some of you are hearing Jesus' his words right now and you're hearing his spirit and he's speaking to you and right now you're going, wow. This is like tripping me out. I think I understand. Some of you are at home right now and you got your pancakes and bacon and you're watching service and you're going, wow. And your wife goes, oh, you like the pancakes? No, I just heard the word of the Lord speak to me. Because God is speaking unto you. We need a moment of understanding. Too many times we just say, I know, I know, I know, but we don't really know. We just say, I know. Hey, you ought to come to church with me. You really need church. I know, I know, Ah, I know. Oh, I can't go to church. If I go in church, the whole building will fall down. No, it won't. It was built really good. It was built really good. See, we deceive ourselves. We say we're better than what we are. I'm okay, I'm okay, I got it, I got it. No, you don't. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verse 35, it says this, make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. So what he's saying there is you say, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, but you're deceiving yourself. It's You think you're in light, but you're still in darkness. I got it covered. No, you don't. You're only covered by darkness. You're so blinded, you actually think that you're okay when you're not okay. We deceive ourselves, amen? I'm good, I'm good. No, you're not good. How's your marriage? It's a mess. You don't have to go tell the whole world, it's a mess, it's a mess, it's a mess, but Pray with somebody, say, you know what? Pray for me. Because I'm so mad at my wife, I don't, oh, I don't even want to be there. Pray for me. I'm so mad at my husband, I don't even want to be there. And God will help you. God will minister to you. You know that you could actually fall all in love with your husband all over again? Yeah. <laughs> Good old Pastor Eddie. <laughs> And he's really saying that for his wife, Sita. But see, God, you don't have to get a new man. You just pray for God to turn your husband into a new man. You don't have to pray for a new wife. Just pray that God turn your wife into a new wife. See, God has a way of doing things, but, but we live in darkness and we live in this thing that I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, when you're not good. So you really need to experience that moment of understanding. And then second thing we have to do is if we're going to experience that peace is we've got to express an attitude of humility. Humility is saying, I don't have it together. Humility is admitting you aren't all there. Oh, I've come a long way, but I'm still not where I'm supposed to be. I've learned so much over the years, but I still don't know it all. And I become a much better husband than I ever was, but I'm still not where I want to be. My wife's become a great wife, but she's still not where she wants to be. You see, we're not there yet. Make sure you understand that. Make sure you humble yourself enough to admit where you are. In the book of James chapter 4, verse 6, it says, and he gives grace generously As the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. He wants us to humble ourselves. In other words, admit, you know what? We're coming along, but we're not there. You see, we experience God's peace when when we surrender, when we're humble and humble ourselves. And we say, God, I need your peace. I need your strength. I need your love. I need your mercy. I need your help. I don't have it all together. I am not God. You are. And I'm tired of trying to take your position because God, I am not God. I'm tired of trying to take over. There's a lot of people that try to take over. They say, God, you know what? Just leave me alone. I don't need your help. I don't need anyone's help. Well, yeah, see how that's working out. But see, we become arrogant. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 12, it says, Lord, you will grant us peace. All we have accomplished is really from you. So what he's saying there is, you know what, God? Everything I've accomplished, you've given it to us. I haven't done it on me. It's all on you. If you were here this Wednesday, you you saw Pastor Chris Cleveland and Pastor Sonia Cleveland from under his construction, make a presentation to our congregation. And they gave us this beautiful crystal award saying, Thank you to New Beginnings, Pastor Richard, and New Beginnings Church for the great support and love you've given us. I'm like, That's nice that they put my name on it, but that was an us award, not my award. See, you and I have done this together, partnering with each other and with God. With God, we could do all things. Without him, we could do nothing. And we've put his, our hand in his, and he's led us, and he's guiding us, and he's helping us, and he's leading us, and he's doing some supernatural things through us and to us, and he wants us to really be able to lean on him, but it's him doing it all. Don't ever think it's you. The minute you start saying, yeah, I'm pretty good, aren't I? God will say, yeah, let me see how good you are. Let's see what good's in you. There's nothing good in us. The only good in us is God. And when God is seen, then we look good. But let me tell you, when, we're, when God is not seen in our life, everyone sees what we're really made out of. In the book of Psalms 34, verse 18, it says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. You see, we're all broken. Every single one of us is broken. Every single one of us is crushed. Every single one of us needs help. Every single one of us are shattered pieces that God puts together and he uses for his glory. But man, we worry and worry and worry. God doesn't want us to worry. Look what he says in Philippians chapter four, verse six and seven. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything And then look what he says. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then look what it goes on to say. Then, when you do that, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And he says, his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Jesus. So what he's saying is if you totally put your trust in him and not worry, he's saying, don't worry. You see, worrying is assuming responsibility God never intended you to have. When you're worrying, you're saying, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? God's saying, well, if you give it to me, I'll take care of it for you. If you just get your hand off of it, I'll take that over. But we hold on, hold on, hold on, and pull away. Worrying is, is accepting that responsibility. Worry is opposite of peace, and we need to quit worrying. We need to start putting into practice a humble heart and say, God, I know I can't do it without you, so I humble myself before you and ask that you carry me through. And it bring you to the third thing he wants us to do. We've got to expect Jesus to help us. Expect it by faith. You remember when Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, he says, now faith is the substance of the things hoped for, the evidence of the things not seen. In other words, what he's saying is that faith shows the reality of what we've been praying for, what we've been hoping for. By faith. I had never come in here when it was Graham Central Station. I never came in here when it was a nightclub. Some of you had. And when we said we were going to buy it, you guys are going, I remember partying there. I remember dancing there. I remember dancing in the cage over there. I remember, I'm like, okie dokie, too much information, too much information. But then when you came in, see, I saw it as a church. I saw it as a building. I saw it for what it was going to be. And then when you finally came in, you went, oh, Lord, This is the house of God, a house of prayer, a house of worship, a house where the Holy Spirit lives. I don't even think about Grand Central Station anymore. I just think of the Spirit of God and what he wants to do in my life by faith. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and 29, he says, then Jesus said, come to me, come to me. All of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. He's saying, come to me, all of you who are exhausted. Come to me, all of you who are tired. Come to me, all of you who are ready to give up and have already given up, and I will give you rest. He goes, take up my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So he's saying, come to Jesus, come to Jesus. And not just come to Jesus, but connect to Jesus. My yoke is easy. See, the yoke was that, that, that bar that held the two oxen together. You were connected to each other. He's saying, get connected to me. Because when you get connected, don't just come to Jesus and then you leave the same. Leave holding him, being connected to him, walking with him, being filled with his spirit. Then Jesus said, then let Jesus change you. He says, I'll give you rest. I'll give you peace. I'll give you what you need to make it in this world. You see, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3, it says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Man, some of you are going through so much stuff right now. Some of you have been going through a year that you said, God, will this year ever end? Some of you, the nightmare started a few years back and it's still, you're still reliving that every day. Some of you had started this past week. You thought, man, we're gonna have a glorious weekend and a glorious Thanksgiving, and all of a sudden, they told you you're chronically ill. Or your husband said, I don't wanna be married anymore. Your wife said, I don't wanna be married. Your children told you they're pregnant or their children told you they're on drugs and all lost. You see, you're broken and you found out you lost your job and you found out and you found out and you found out and you're finding out all these things and you're falling apart and you're saying, I'm not even in the mood for anything. And God said, this isn't the mood, this is a life. This isn't about celebrating Thanksgiving and celebrating Christmas. This is about being filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God They give you peace that surpasses all understanding and give you a victory to make it through everything you're going through. He wants to give that to you. Some of you have never accepted Jesus Christ to have peace with God. And you can't have the peace of God if you don't have peace with him. And if you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to, just raise your hand and say, you know what, that's me. God, I want to do that. Anyone here today? Well, then I want to pray for us. I want to pray for us that you and I would really have an experience, peace. Real peace, inner Peace anointed peace, blessed peace, a peace that carries you through every kind of storm you might ever face. No matter what you're going through right now, he wants to be the strength of your life. So would you stand with us? And I just want to say to you that if you're falling apart right now and you are saying like, I don't even know how I'm going to do this. God is saying, I will carry you through. I want to be here for you. I want to strengthen you. I want to love you. Would you surrender your brokenness to God right now? Would you surrender your heart and say, God, I can't carry this on my own anymore. I want peace with you. I want peace with myself. I'm going crazy, God. I keep listening to the wrong voices. Maybe there's someone that you need to get right with. And I want peace with others. Right now, if you want to come to the altar, I invite you to do that during this song, and then we'll close in prayer. Let this song minister to you. Make your way up. You Father, we are so in love with you. And we give you praise, honor and glory because you are the King of glory, the King of kings. All hail King Jesus. We love you, Lord. Thank you for making it possible for us to have peace with God. Thank you for making it possible for us to know peace within our spirit and to have peace with others. And Lord, we had to have the had to come to that aha moment in our life that understanding moment in our life that we really understood what you did on the cross for us. So whether we're in this room or we're at home watching online, I pray that, Lord, you bless every single individual that they have that moment of enlightenment and understand who you are in our life. And Father God, I pray that we would humble ourselves, Lord, and admit that we need your strength and mercy. We need your help and your guidance. We need you because without you, we can do nothing. So God, I pray your blessing, your overwhelming strength. And so Father God, as we get ready to leave here, God, I pray that, Lord, we realize that you're the only one that could do this. So we come to you to to surrender. We come to you to connect. We come to you expecting great and mighty things. Meet our every need, I pray, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. And God's people said amen. Amen. We love you, church. God bless you. I hope you're here for the Friday angel tree party, especially if you got a gift. Blessings to you.